is up, what is up, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Black Box, the show where we unpack, unbox, and unwrap everything black. I'm your girl, Big C. Happy Friday, y'all. Yes, it's Friday. Another week come and gone. I don't know about y'all, but I'm ready for this weekend. I got a lot I need to get done this weekend, so... I'm ready. I welcome Friday with open arms. But y'all already know what we have going down today. It's Black Review time. Lovecraft Country. Y'all already know we're going to get into that today. Along with another review on something else. A movie, a TV show. Who knows? You'll know. Because you're going to find out today. But before we get into the Black Review, I just want to give y'all... A little current news update. Y'all know how we do every Friday. I got to give y'all a little, little bit of something before we get right into it. So, let's just, first things first, that VP debate. Now, I didn't catch it like I did the uh, presidential debate, but baby, I saw the memes. I saw the tweets. I saw it all. I was, I, it feels like I did watch it because y'all was going in from the fly to... Miss Kamala's facial expressions, like she was letting him know, uh, Mr. Vice President, I'm talking. Very, very polite, very classy, very, you're gonna be quiet. I was like, you better, Miss Kamala, you better, you better. But she was very much like, please, like, uh, stop, just stop. I'm, I'm talking now, uh, okay? She very much was giving me. <coughs> presidential okay very much i will be the vp you're on your way out she was giving very that and then you know the whole fly fiasco on mike pence's head i don't know about y'all but if you do watch lovecraft country and tell me if i'm wrong does he or does he not look like what is the man's name from lovecraft country y'all know who i'm talking about the one who the one who has like the white hair almost like mike pence he has like just stark white hair but i'm guessing it's like icy blonde hair william i think that's his name william i don't know why i had a brain fart but his name is william on lovecraft country does mike pence not look like an old william please let me know am i tripping am i just looking too deep into it am i saying all white people look the same i don't know but mike pence is giving me very old william i don't know but the whole fly fiasco, that's all y'all was talking about on, on social media. The fly fiasco. Now Joe Biden then went and bought fly swatters for his campaign that then sold out within minutes. Child. Child, child, child. I just can't. I don't know if y'all also heard, but uh, Tory Lanez, or Shorty Lanez as we call him on the black box, he has officially been charged with uh megan's shooting or the shooting of megan the stallion he's been officially charged i don't know all the details because i was just so excited to see that he was going to be facing charges so that's no period he could be facing up to 22 years if he's convicted not just for like even though she wasn't you know murdered she was still shot you know assault with a deadly weapon or whatever um they said he could be facing up to 22 years for her shooting and for the possession of a gun also because I think he is on probation or he's not allowed to have, like, weapons, period. So, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully justice is served, but you know. Y'all know how they like to do black women in America, so. But let's hope and pray justice is served. So, just keep an eye on that story. Y'all know the black box gonna keep an eye on it because we love, 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 love Miss Megan the Stallion on this channel, Okay. 
And also, speaking of the hot girl coach, she has come up with a scholarship. I think this is the second scholarship that she has done since her rise to stardom. The scholarship is the Don't Stop Scholarship. She's given out two $10,000 scholarships to um, any college student. So all of my college students who listen to the Black Box or if you, you know, have a person or a family member, a friend who is in college right now and they are looking for a scholarship opportunity, there you go. All you have to do is go to Megan Thee Stallion's um, Instagram. The link is in her bio. You just fill out everything that needs to be filled out and boom, you're on your way. Like I said, she's giving away two $10,000 scholarships to students in college right now. So y'all go hit that up. I know tuition is crazy. Go ahead and get that free money. Okay? <laughs> go to take the hot girl coach coins. Okay? I'm proud of her for doing that. I love that she does that. She helps her community in any way she can. And you know, through all the backlash, through all the hate, through all the disrespect, she's like, I'm gonna rise above. Period. We love to see it. And that's all I got for the little news tidbits, y'all. Oh! Speaking of um, VPs and stuff like that, don't forget, y'all, early voting in Texas is happening very, very soon. Look out for um, posts on my social media. If you don't follow me on social media, it's T-H-E-E underscore B-L-A-Q box. That is my Instagram and my Twitter. I will be posting, like, polling updates and things like that on my social media so y'all can follow. If you are trying to vote early and don't know where to go in your area or in texas to vote early i will be posting things like that so y'all can have all the information so we can get to these polls and make it happen people i'm not playing with y'all i know y'all like oh my god she's talking about voting on monday yes it's important y'all we have to have to have to have to go vote get y'all booties to the poll period okay period 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 so that's all i have for the news tidbits let's get into this black review now y'all know like we do every friday before we get into lovecraft country which is our constant on this show i am going to be reviewing something new so today today baby i got that from my favorite youtuber y'all i love her that's her little intro today baby but today we are going to be reviewing a movie a netflix original movie it's called the devil all the time now, I don't know if y'all remember, but way, way back in yester, yester episodes of uh, The Black Box, I mentioned this movie as one of the movies that I was going to keep an eye out for when it came out on Netflix, and it finally dropped, and I watched it, and I just want to get into it with y'all. So before we get into it, y'all already know, I have to give y'all the Black Box Office Facts. That's where I give y'all like a rundown of the movie, who's in it, you know, some behind the scenes information, and then we get into our pros and cons. So, without further ado, let's get into the black box office facts of the devil all the time. So, the overview for the movie goes, a young man is devoted to protecting his loved ones in a town full of corruption and sinister characters. I was like, okay, this is a very short overview, so... But, you know, they got straight to the point. There was, like, a young man fighting for the people he loved, period. So, the release date is September 11th. It released on 9-11 in 2020. Oh, my God. That was, like, an odd time to drop a movie, but, you know, it is what it is. It was directed by Antonio Campos. It is produced by Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal is a very well-known um, actor, along with his sister, Maggie Gyllenhaal. 
It is also produced by Randall Poster, Reva Marker, and Max Bourne. So those are like some of the producers. The cast. Okay, it was it was a very star-studded cast. So hopefully the people that I'm saying y'all will recognize, cause I you know I recognize them. Y'all know I love movies, so I knew exactly who they were. So the main character, Arvin Russell, is played by Tom Holland. If you don't know who Tom Holland is, he plays the new Spider-Man, the one that has Zendaya in it. So Spider-Man homecoming spider-man far away from home he was also in all of the not all of the infinity wars but he he was in like um i think no not all the infinity wars you know what i mean like the avengers movies he was in like the last two i believe uh infinity war and endgame and i also think he was in um captain america civil war so that's who he is tom holland he's a new age spider-man Willard Russell, who plays Arvin's father, is played by Bill Skarsgård. Now, y'all, I know Bill Skarsgård. He's like a, he's well known now for his portrayal of of uh, Pennywise in the It franchise, in It One and It Chapter Two. Y'all, I love me some Bill Skarsgård. I he's just so oddly good in his craft it's like he doesn't even have to be doing i don't i know that's not his like intention but he just he creeps me out but in a good way you know he creeps me out to the point where it's like you don't want to take your eyes off of him like if y'all haven't seen it and it chapter two they're not like the best scary movies in the world but his characterizations of pennywise the clown alone I was like, this man is um, sick in the brain, and I like it. So, Bill Skarsgård, he's he's a really, really good actor also. Reverend Preston Robert, another character, is played by Robert Pattinson. If you don't know who Robert Pattinson is, where have you been for the last decade? But y'all should know him from the Twilight series, the infamous Edward Cullen Yes, y'all, Edward Cullen has arrived back on the scene. He's back on screens and doing the damn thing, okay? He was really good. Because the whole setting of the movie of The Devil all the time, they're, they're, like, in this small town, like, this small backwater town or whatever, like, very, very small. Like, everybody's related. They even said that, like, in the movie, like, everybody's related to somebody in some type of way. So, he plays, like, a very, very southern pastor and you know if you know Robert Pattinson you know he's like of the British variety so for him to like bury his British accent into a very southern accent I think that takes like a level of skill because some people like you know no matter how hard they tried their accent still kind of like protrudes through or whatever but he did a really good job playing a very southern pastor I was like okay Robert he was he was a bad guy though I will tell y'all that he was a bad guy but he pulled it out Sheriff Lee Bodecker is played by Sebastian Stan. Uh, if you don't know who he is or if you don't recognize the name, he plays Bucky in uh, Captain America. So it was a lot of like Marvel people. Well, we had like two Marvel people, Tom Holland and Sebastian Stan, you know, Marvel family. They already knew each other. They knew what was up. Uh, Helen Lafferty is played by Mia Wazakowska. She plays the live-action Alice in Wonderland. She's been in a whole bunch of stuff from The Kids Are Alright to Crimson Peak. Uh, she's a very good actress as well. I really like her. She She's very versatile, I will say that. Sandy Henderson is played by a woman named Riley. I'm about to butcher this last name, y'all. Just forgive me, Miss Riley, if you ever hear this. Um... 
played by an actress named Riley Koo. It's K-E-O-U-G-H, Koo. I don't know how to say it. She was in a movie called Mad Max Fury Road with Charlize Theron. And she was also in Magic Mike, the first one. I like the second Magic Mike better. What about y'all? The first Magic Mike was cool, but they, they did it for me in the second Magic Mike. I was here for it. So, Sandy Henderson, Ri- Sandy Henderson, Riley Koo. I hope that's how you say her last name. Lenora Lafferty is played by an actress named Eliza Scalin. I'm going to say that. And she was in the new movie, uh, Little Women. If y'all haven't seen that, if you're not into, like, period piece movies, I wouldn't suggest you to watch it. But if you are, like, if you like Pride and Prejudice and Sense and Sensibility, you know, movies like that, then I think you would enjoy Little Women because it's very much in that category so she's also in that she plays one of the sisters in little women so eliza scalen and last but not least carl henderson is played by jason clark jason clark is one of those like familiar faces like you might not you know instantly recognize his name but you definitely recognize his face he was in a dawn of the planet of the apes you know the new version uh not the first one that had james franco in it but if you kept up with the franchise he was in the second one which I thought was the best one out of, like, the whole trilogy. So, yeah, Jason Clark. He's very well-known. I hope y'all know who I'm talking about. But, yes, that is the cast. Very star-studded cast, very well-known cast, you know, well-known enough. Like, all the names from the beginning, I know y'all know. Tom Holland, Bill Skarsgård, Robert Pattinson, Mia Wasikowska. I know y'all know them. If y'all don't, get it together. Get it together, people. Yes, so that is the cast. Now, the ratings from some of the professional sites are from IMDb. They gave it a 7.1 out of 10, which is not bad. It's pretty fair. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 64% out of 100%. And Metacritic gave it a 54% out of 100, I believe. So, that's just some of the professional ratings. Now, let's get into the black box ratings, because that's what we're here for. So, my pros for this movie... The casting, that's my first pro. The casting was phenomenal. Like, you know, like I said, in my opinion, it was a bit of a star-studded cast. You know, very well-known names, very big in Hollywood right now. And, you know, in the past also. So, of course, they played their individual characters very, very well. Like Tom Holland, he is also um, a British actor, or he hails from the UK, and like I said, the movie took place in a very, like, backwater type of town. And he had to hide his accent, you know, as well. And he did it, you know, when he played Spider-Man. But, you know, it's different. To me, I feel like it's a different different type of um, skill you have to have to, like, talk. Not only, like, hide your accent, but to, like, put another accent on top of you trying to hide your accent. You know, like, that's... That's not an easy skill people just have, you know? Like, people like Idris Elba, who I didn't even know was British for, like, a long time. Like, that man is phenomenal. So, Tom Holland, he did it. Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson, they did a really, really good job. Mia Wasikowska, I think she's also a British. They did very, very well hiding their accents, like, and then making it, like, this really backwater swamp town southern accent. I was like, oh my god even bill skarsgård i don't think he's british but you know he's very proper or whatever so the casting was absolutely phenomenal everybody played their roles like their individual roles like to a t which i expected because you know they are big names in hollywood so 
casting absolutely absolutely phenomenal and even the lady who played uh lenora the character Eleonora, Eliza, Scalin, the lady I said was from Little Women. Um, I really didn't recognize her, but she was really, really good. And she was really convincing and believable. So it made me want to, like, do more research on her. She's a very, she's an up-and-coming actress. Like, she hasn't had many roles. Like, Little Women, I think, was, like, her biggest role to date. Her role in Little Women, I think that was her biggest role to date. And now she has... Uh, the devil all the time under her belt so she's up and coming so i hope to see more from her so it was really good casting was phenomenal that's my first pro my second pro was the story was interesting i love when a story has like different stories amongst it and they all find a way to tie all those different stories into one story whether like the characters from another plot are related or whether a series of events takes one character that may not be related to a certain other character, but they somehow intertwine. I love when that happens because that just shows like the diversity of writing, in my opinion, the diversity of like stories, like, you know, more than one story can go on and it can still tie into like one or two central themes, depending on how many stories you have going on. But I just love when, like when stories like that or when movies like that come together and like they combine in a way like it's like four or five separate different things going on but they all combine in a way i love when that happens so the story was very interesting my third pro was the re-emerging of robert pattinson i know i know like looking back on it we're probably like oh my god y'all we really believed that a sparkling boy as a vampire was just like the height of heartthrob you know sensation or whatever like robert pattinson was that dude Back when Twilight was popping, I don't know about y'all, but everybody, everybody wanted an Edward Cullen. I would have preferred a Jacob, that's just me, but all the girls in my class, even some women I knew, they wanted them an Edward Cullen. And then, you know, after Twilight was over, he did a couple of movies. I think he did a movie called Remember Me, and then he kind of like dropped off the face of the earth. And I was like, Robert, what are you doing with your life? And here he is. He's came back and he has graced the screen with his odd face. I'm here for it. I'm here for the re-emerging of Robert Pattinson. There's also talk of him being the new Batman. I don't know about that because I am a Batman fan and I just can't see Robert pulling it off. But we'll see. We shall see. But I was just so happy to see him in something because I do think Robert Pattinson is a good actor. So... I liked that he was in this little Netflix original. I was here for it. My fourth pro was the filmography. And I hope that's like a way to describe the way it was shot. The filmography, like the way some of the scenes were shot, how they used the scenery, how they shot certain scenes or whatever. I was here for it. Like I love a good, I love a movie that there are a lot of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a lot of capturable moments. Like, and I'm not, I'm not even, like, speaking, like, on a camera level. Like, of course, they're going to catch it on camera. But I mean, like, can that particular scene be a photo? Can that particular scene be, like, a photo for a book cover? Or, you know, whatever, whatever. But I love when you can, like, capture little moments in a movie and, like, keep that in your mind as, like, a steal. Or, like, you know, just, just something capturable. You know, something you can market, I guess you could say. But the filmography, I love the way it was shot. I loved how they used, like, 
even though it was like a backwater town or whatever, it was very accurately like a backwater town. Like the scenery was very, very neck of the woods. Like you wouldn't even know it if you came across it. Like, and then the name of <laughs> the name of one of the towns was just so hilarious. So, like I said, they're like in a very unknown part of the world, but the place that they were in is called Knockham Stiff. That is hilarious. Like. You probably were like, oh, that is so retarded. Like, there probably is nowhere in America called Knock'em Stiff. You would be surprised. And living in Texas, like, you know, Texas is big or whatever. We come across, like, all these small towns. Like, if you ever, like, go on a road trip trying to get out of Texas, depending on where you're going, you're going to come across, like, these little towns and counties, and they will have the weirdest names you have ever thought of. So, I just thought that was funny, like, knock them stiff. I was like, okay. That's believable, but, you know, not believable, because people who don't live in a place where, where you don't have, like, a lot of, um, like small little counties and cities because it's not that big you probably wouldn't understand it you'd probably be like wow knock'em stiff sounds really fake but if you are from a place like texas where you know there's like a lot of little counties within counties and things like that you probably like wow knock'em stiff sounds <laughs> weirdly right like that could be a place so the filmography was just really really good i love the way it was shot and my last pro was that it was weirdly accurate like, all of the drama, all of the stories that were going on, I'm like, this sounds like it could be, like, a real situation in a real town. Like, in a, like it was very real. Like, it was very, very real. I was like, there's probably a place or a town or a county that is just like this, where they have characters just like this. They're going through problems just like this. Like, it was just weirdly accurate. It was weirdly right. You know, like, I know probably me as a black person, I will never, like, live in a place called Knock'em Stiff because, baby, they look like they don't take too kindly to black people, period. Like I said, backwater swamp town, white, full, of, full of white people. So, I would never live there. But if I was to step into the shoes of a white person from Knock'em Stiff, I feel like I would encounter all of these people that were in the story or in the movie. It was just weirdly accurate. So those are my pros. The casting, phenomenal. The story was interesting. The re-emerging of Robert Pattinson after who knows how long since he's acted in something. Uh, filmography, and it was weirdly accurate. Those are my pros. Now let's get into these cons. Now my first con was, though it had an interesting story, it became very boring at times. Like y'all, boring to the point where... I was like scrolling on my phone and low-key was not paying attention so I had to like snap myself back into watching I was like oh let me watch this and I had to start it over and go all the way back to a certain part because I had missed the whole storyline so like to me if you're gonna especially if you're gonna be a movie because the movie is two hours and 17 minutes if i'm not mistaken so it's a two hour movie if you could be a two hour film i know not all of the two hours is going to be exciting thrilling on the edge of my seat but majority of that time i need to be captivated i need to be in it 
I need to be taken on a ride, you know. You can have your little boring bits here and there. It's not always going to be a whirlwind adventure. I get it. It's a two-hour film. But within that two hours, at some point, I needed to be completely captivated. Was I? No. I was not completely captivated. Captivated. I was interested. Very, very interested. Captivated? No. No. So, even though it was interesting at times, majority, it was very boring. I was like, ooh, when is this going to be over? Not like when it's going to be over, but I'm like, y'all cannot just have two hours of boredom. Or an hour and 30 minutes. However long I was bored throughout watching the movie. I was like, okay, all right. All right, the devil all the time. The trailer, in my opinion, and this may sound super harsh, the trailer was better than like the movie altogether. The trailer was very exciting. It, like, had, like, a moment of intrigue. Like, I was, like, in it. I was, like, oh, my God, this is going to be weird and scary. And, no, it was not that at all. So, that's my first con. My second con was, why do people think just because you have a star-studded cast that a movie is going to just blow up? Like I said, the cast was phenomenal. The cast was absolutely phenomenal. They played all their individual roles well. But, you know, nine times out of ten, or ten times out of ten, whether a movie is good or not depends on the story, correct? Not the character. I mean, of course, the characters in the story, you know, they make the story. But the story itself, like, if you didn't have all, like, if they didn't have this star-studded cast, like, if they had got, like, actors off the street or, you know, up-and-coming actors and actresses and things like that, this movie probably would not be as hyped as it is. People be like, oh, this is such like a B movie. It's only an A movie in my opinion because of the the cast. But if it was just like up and coming actors, like, you know, new actors to Netflix or whatever, this was a very B film. Based on story alone. Like I said, it had an interesting moments. It had its interesting elements. But as a whole, I was like, no. And so the whole star-studded... I, to me, it was kind of like a waste on the star-studdedness. Because I'm like, if you're not going to have a, a an intriguing, captivating storyline, don't be using good actors and actresses like Tom Holland and Mia Wasikowska and Robert Pattinson. Don't make Robert Pattinson come out of retirement or whatever he was doing for no B stuff like this. Y'all could have gave that to an up-and-coming actor and or actress let them get their little netflix shine on because it was a good movie you know but i feel like they did that like they got most of the high profile names just to make people watch it and so I'm like okay that was nice or whatever but a star-studded cast does not a good movie make okay period i just want that to be out there just because it has a whole bunch of well-known actors and actresses that does not mean the movie is going to be all that and a bag of chips. And people in those reviews, when I was looking at the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, they were lying. Oh my, best movie of the century. I was like, you are a liar. <laughs> you are a liar. Why is this the best movie of the century? Because it got Tom Hawk, because it got Spider-Man in it. Because it got Bucky in it from Captain America. Because you didn't see Robert Pattinson for a moment or two. No, no, sir. They was capping on there, y'all. Capping real hard. So, yeah, that's my second con. The star-studded cast did not make it better at all. 
My next con was that I wanted more from the storyline. Like in the overview, it said a boy was trying to protect his loved ones from uh, sinister characters like evil goings-ons in the town or whatever. And, you know, I was like, okay, that's good. But I, I wanted more. I wanted more drama. I wanted more scandal. I wanted more sinisterness. Like the sinister elements that they gave me, I was like, okay, that was messed up, but... To me, it was only, like, really one sinister, like, moment or sinister storyline throughout that whole thing. I'm going to give a little bit of it away. But there's this couple. I'm not going to say who the couple is, but there's this couple in the movie that they pick up hitchhikers and they basically, like, off them. But there's, like, a little nasty twist to them, like, killing them. So I'm going to let y'all figure it out if y'all do want to watch it. But that was the only sinister element to me throughout the whole like movie like they made it seem like it was like this chilling thriller or whatever but it was not it was very just like country poor people going through country poor hard times and that was it and this man was trying to seek retribution retribution so yeah i just i just wanted more i was very let down like i feel like me seeing the cast and the people who were on the cast, that did make me want to watch it. And so, seeing that, I was like, okay, they have big names like this. I was like, this movie has to be, like, you know, top Netflix original. It was not. I was like, ooh, no, it is not giving what it said it was going to give uh, at all. So, yeah, I definitely wanted more from the storyline. And my last con was the ending was blah. It was very blah. It was very passe. I was like, oh my god. So this is how you're going to end it? Y'all know me. I like a good ending. I like an ending that's like (gasps) a shot. Especially for a movie like this where it's supposed to be like chilling or whatever it was supposed to. Whatever it was supposed to give. The mood it was supposed to give. For a movie like this, I'm expecting the ending to be like. Oh, some crazy stuff. Like, oh my god, what he going to do next? Where he about to go? What he about I was expecting. No. It was very blah. I was like, that's it? Okay. I was just done. I was like, let me go ahead and hurry up and turn this off. And let me write what I got to write. Ending was very, very blah. I hate blah endings. And it just made, like I said, it made me even more mad that they got all these big names and then this movie turned out the way it did. Sad. Sad, really. Really sad. So those are all my cons. It became very boring at times. Just because it's a star-studded cast does not mean it's going to be a good movie. I wanted more from the storyline, and the ending was very blah. And also, there were no black people. There were no black people, which I kind of understand. Because it does look like it was, like, back in a, a a time period. Like, I'm assuming, like, oh, it was. Because um, Bill Skarsgård, who played um, Tom Holland's father in the movie... He had just came back from, like, the war. I think it was, like, the Vietnam. Not Vietnam. Hitler. World War Two. He had just came back from World War Two, So, it was, like, back in those days. So, 1950s, 1960s. Whenever World War Two went on. And then some time after that, that's when it took place. So, I guess I kind of understand why black people was just, like, not in no small towns. Like, knock them stiff like that. You know, racism, segregation pretty sure but there was just like not even one not even one black family 
They probably lynched them, you know, to go with the storyline, but not even one. I guess. Oh, I guess, but those were all my cons. But overall rating, I give it a 6 out of 10, and I think I'm being generous. Generous. I gave it a 6 because of the cast, and, you know, because, like I said, they each played their individual roles very well, so... They get a 6 for me. 6 out of 10. Like I said, I want y'all to form your own opinion. If you do want to watch it, it is on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. The Devil All the Time. Go check it out if you want to. I personally won't be watching it again. But you know, like I said, form your own opinion. So, that's what was going on. Or that's what's going on for me. For The Devil All the Time. Let's get into this Lovecraft Country. Because y'all know that's what I'm here for. Well, I'm here for all of it. But I know this is what y'all are here for. Y'all like, girl, hurry up and get to Lovecraft Country. We get into it right now. Y'all. Y'all, this episode was so good. They done raised the bar back up, y'all. Like, ooh, they only let me down one time. Like, one time this whole season is the only time they have ever let me down. But ever since the letdown, they just been up in the ante. And this episode, y'all. Y'all. Oh, my goodness. I hope I'm not screaming too loud in y'all ear. But, ooh, y'all know when I'm excited, I get loud. I'm so sorry for all my headphone wearers. I'm so sorry. But, y'all, this episode of Lovecraft Country was so good. Let's just get into it. So, this episode, episode 8, it was called Jigabobo. Which is a play on the word Jigaboo. And the overview says Diana finds herself in Captain Lancaster's crosshairs when a visitor from his past arrives. Atticus and Letty takes Atticus and Letty take steps to protect their future. Maybe they need to fix that overview because <laughs> typo. But yeah, that's what um this episode was about. So, if you watched last week's episode, which I hope you did, you already know what's going on with uh, Hippolyta and Dee. You know, you already know what's going on with that. So, y'all already know. I'm not going to give it away because just in case for some reason, for some odd reason, you're listening to the show and you have not watched Lovecraft Country. Why? But y'all already know what's going on. So, let's get into these pros and cons. My first pro, this was an explosive yet sinister story. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, I was, and y'all know I'm a scaredy cat. Y'all already know, like, I just recently got into scary movies, but it's, like, light scary movies. Like, I can't be watching, like, no Exorcist or, like, no. I'm just very not that girl. But I I wasn't scared. I was just, like, uh, like, kind of, like, on the edge of my seat, like, what's going to happen now? It was such an explosive yet sinister episode. It was so good. Like, me and my mama was like, what? 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 why is they doing this? Like, we was just, like, in it. It was just so many moments. I was just like, ugh. Like, it made my skin crawl. I was scared. I was, like, intrigued. I was nervous. I was worried. Like, I'm the type of person where I like my shows and my movies to kind of stress me out. Depending on what it is. Like, if you're a movie and... You're not stressing me out. Or if you're a show and you're not stressing me out. Like, I'm not deeply invested. Like, I haven't invested my emotions or anything like that. I'm not into it. This episode had me thoroughly stressed out. I was stressed. I was nervous. I was mad. I was a lot of things. Like I said, explosive. And then they're going to add these scary elements. 
which you know is on brand for Lovecraft Country, the scary elements. Blown away. <laughs> Y'all can already tell how this gonna go. I was blown away. I was like, oh my god, this is too much already. So good, so so good. Explosive yet sinister story. That's my first pro. My next pro was that it was cringy, but in a good way. Cringy in the sense where, like I said, it made my skin crawl. Like, especially one part. Ugh. If you watched the episode where Ruby went through her whole transformation, that's the part that I'm talking about. That that was really cringy, but I was like, oh, like I couldn't watch it. But I wanted to watch it because it just played an important part in the story. It was just a lot. I was like, ooh, like, it made my skin crawl, but, like, in a good way. If there's such a thing. Because that's what it did. It was cringy, but in a good way. In a very, very good way. It was necessary. It, it impacted me as a, as a watcher. That's what I mean by cringy. It impacted me as a watcher. So I think that's very important. Like, when a show can do that for you, like, when it can make you, like, feel a whole range of emotions... It's a good show. It's a good movie, period. Woo, y'all. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, it was a lot. It was a whole lot, a whole lot. Okay. So that's my second pro. Cringy, but in a good way. Um, My third pro was that it addressed Emmett Till. And, you know, Emmett, like, the whole Emmett Till story is very, very relevant today. Because for some reason, black people are still being found hung from places and people are still trying to act like we're stupid and that these are quote-unquote suicides when we know good and gosh dang well it's not a suicide so they addressed the Emmett Till issue but they also like tied it into their community like uh Dee's friend he was also a victim of I guess lynching by white people so that's why it's called Jigabobo because in the beginning they are visiting her friend's funeral and like you know the whole town of course is in outrage like you know they're upset the whole south side of Chicago the black community like they're out supporting you know showing their kids like you know this is the type of world that we live in D of course is very you know distraught by it because he was her friend and you know it was just, I just like that they addressed that. Because, you know, it is still, sadly, unfortunately, something that we are dealing with today. So, it's like, look, so it's kind of like they're telling people who are watching the show, who might not be, you know, people of color. They're like, you know, look at what happened during this time. But it's still very relevant today. So, I like that they touched on that. I thought that was very important and that needed to be, uh, that needed to be shown. Because Emmett Till like so sadly he should have been he shouldn't have been one at all he should have been the first one but he was not the last one of that generation so that just goes to show all that was going on like during that time as far as racial tempers flaring and things like that like it was I'm, i was so happy to see that addressed and I'm sad that it got personal for D, but, you know, it it stuff like that really happened. Like, it could have been your best friend. It could have been the boy in your class. It could have been your cousin. It could have been your daddy. It could have been your brother. You know, so I was just, you know, not happy to see, but I'm glad that they addressed that. They put that in people's faces. So I was here for it. Uh, my next pro was Letty. And more specifically, her willingness to do anything to protect her future. Y'all already know how we feel about Christina. We don't know if Christina on our side or what. She's not to be trusted. But Letty was like, look, 
she let her know, like, I, I have to protect my me and mine, period. I got to do what I got to do. So here's this for you, and I need you to do this for me, period. She didn't went to the church. She didn't prayed. Baby, lady's not playing no games, period. She wasn't playing no games before, but she really, really not playing no games now. So, lady, period. Um, My next pro, I have a lot of pros. I'm just trying to get through them quickly. My next pro was the foreshadowing. I'm not going to give it away, but you know, if you watch the episode, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, if you watched last week's episode, then you know Hippolyta, she went on this whole adventure where she jumped into a, a time portal and she done been transported through all different stages of time. Um, and during that time in last week's episode, Tick, he actually jumped in, you know, in the portal to try to save her. But he ended up going to a different period of time and he found out a lot of information about his future. So I'm not going to give it away. I just liked that and I liked, you know that they tied that in there so if you didn't watch the episode go watch it so you'll know what i'm talking about but if you did watch the episode you know exactly what i'm talking about how did y'all feel about that i was just like yes i was just you know the lineage continues you know the lineage continues that's that's what i took from it so the foreshadowing moment i really liked it my next pro was that this week's focus like this week's main focus of the episode of course you know they're gonna take us through lit uh, through Letty and Tick and Montrose, and, you know, all their, Ruby, you know, all their struggles or whatever. But this week, we got to, like, get a little more insight into Dee's life, you know. This episode mainly focused on Dee. And that's one of the things I love about Lovecraft Country. Like, every character that has come across the screen or whatever, they've gotten, like, their time to shine. Like, they've gotten their episode to shine, their episode to, like, let the audience know, like, who they are, what they contribute to the story, you know, what's going on in their life at this present time. So, I like that they give each character a chance to shine, you know. A lot of people who watch the show, including myself, I'm sure thought, oh, this story is mainly just gonna focus on, uh, journey small lad and whoever her love interest is when you know that's not the case like in the beginning it was about her and tick and then it was about uh ruby and then it was about um they daddy or hit or uh atticus's daddy montrose and then it was about hippolyta and now d gets her turn so i was very much here for that i, I liked it my next pro, I know you're like, girl, how many pros? I have a lot of pros, I told y'all. My next pro is that Montrose and Atticus finally coming together. Like, they came to a consensus. Like, they kind of addressed some issues that really needed to be addressed. Especially about Montrose's little secret. If you watched the episode, you know what secret I'm talking about. But if you didn't, I'm not going to give it away for you. But I'm glad that they came together and, like, you know, was like, we got we to gotta protect ourselves. We got to protect our future. By future, y'all know what I'm talking about. So, if you watch the episode, you know what I'm talking about. So, I'm glad that they was able to come together on that moment. You know, for the greater good, for their family, period. So, I'm glad that they talked about a lot of stuff that they needed to talk about. Because, y'all know how black men do. They don't like to talk about nothing. Especially emotions, especially feelings, especially issues and problems amongst each other. So, it is what it is. But I'm glad that they came together. And my last pro was the ending. Very much needed, very much jaw-dropping. Very much needed. By very much needed, I mean Captain Lancaster, you got what you deserved. Period. Period. You got ate up, literally. Got what you deserved. Also, jaw-dropping. Jaw-dropping. I was like, what? 
what excuse the scream i was like you have got to be jerking me y'all see i had to break out the british accent that's how that's how jaw-dropping it was i was shook i was shooketh i was a one who was shook i was like wow I'm not going to give it away. Like I said, I don't want to give it away for people who haven't watched the episode but are, you know, listening to see my take on it. But the ending, very much needed, very much jaw-dropping. And those are all my pros. I don't want to repeat them, but I am because, you know, just in case you forgot. So it was an explosive yet sinister story. It was cringy, but in a good way. It addressed the Emmett Till issue. A lady's willingness to do anything to protect her future. The foreshadowing moment. Uh, the focus on D this week. Montrose and Tick coming together. And the ending. Ending was very much needed and jaw-dropping. Now let's get into these cons. Because I don't really have a lot. Because like I said, this was a very good episode. My cons were... My first con is Christina too, is, too easily getting her keys to the kingdom. Basically, in this episode, everything that Christina wanted... You know, she was trying to gain all these things, like, in the past episodes. She was trying to gain all these things, you know, that she needed in order to reach her ultimate goal. In this episode, everybody was just pretty much, like, handing it to her. Like, here, girl, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. If you do this for me, which, you know, I guess is fine. But it's like, we don't even know what Christina's ultimate goal is at the end. So we just hand this stuff over to her just to hand it over to her? No! We don't know where her loyalties lie. We don't know what she got in store. She's looking out for herself and self only. So that's my first con. Everything in this episode, every like all the major things that she needed, they were just given to her too easily. And I'm like, we don't even know what this girl has planned we don't even know and y'all just giving her the materials no let's not do that we need to no let's not do that so that's my first con my second con was gi and i put a question mark so gi very much did pull up to chicago and was like i need to explain myself and Atticus was like, uh, I never loved you. We were never in love. What we had was not real. I'm with Letty now, and you need to go. We don't have nothing to talk about. And he just left her there crying. And I'm like, sir, sir, she's a whole monster. She's a whole monster. You're just gonna leave. You're just gonna say those things to her and expect her to go back to Korea. Fine. No. No. I was like, there's going to be some repercussions to this. So, I'm just waiting for, I'm just waiting for it. I'm just waiting for the GR repercussions. Because there will be. There will be hell to pay. Because he just very much denounced her. He was like, hate to say it, hope it don't sound ridiculous. I don't know who you are. I saw you walking down the street, wouldn't know a thing. He very much did a Kiki Palmer to her. So, I already know there's going to be comeuppance for that. So, I'm not ready for that. Because it's probably going to be on the very last episode. <sighs> We're not even going to get into that. But I'm just I'm just not here for the way he left things with G.R. And my last uh, con was that why are they still not informing their family and friends on what's going on? All this magical stuff that it went on and affected their people and affected people that's close to them or whatever. They still aren't telling people the full story. Like, they aren't telling family and friends, like, what's going on. Like, Letty and Ruby should have been known what's been going on in each other's lives. Period. 
as soon as Letty came back from her first adventure with um with Tiki Montrose in that cave, she should have been. They, she should have been told her because she from that point they should have known like it's not just gonna affect you know us or the people who know about it. We have families, so of course the people who want to hurt us, who want to get to what we got, is gonna try to get to us through our families and friends. Why are we still? Why are we still trying to keep it a secret? Why are we still trying to keep them in the in the dark? Keep them oblivious? No, I would have been told somebody. Sharon Renee, she would have been known. Mama, look, <laughs> I'm looking for some pages. People out here trying to get me. It's a whole secret society. Now, would she have believed me? Probably not. But at least I informed her. So that way, if some magical type stuff does happen and she's around, I'm gonna be like, I done told you. I done told you. I don't like that. They just need to tell everybody who's in their lives. I'm not talking like, you know, people they don't interact with every day. But their inner circle, uh, Letty, Tick, Ruby, uh, D, uh, Hippolyta, they all need to come together and have a discussion about what's been going on, what they each have encountered individually as a group, whatever, and combat this thing together. Period. They all try to keep each other in the dark, trying to solve their own mystical, magical problems. No! 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 What's that saying? Teamwork makes the dream work. Period. Period. So those are my cons. Christina, she got what she wanted too easily. G.I. left in a state of devastation. I already know there are going to be consequences for that. And the fact that they all are still hiding information from each other. Stop it. Stop it right now. My overall rating for this episode, you say? A 20 out of 10. 20 out of 10. It was amazing. I loved it. I ate it up. Ate it. I ate it up. I'm so ghetto, y'all. Ate it up. I ate it up. It was quite pleasant. But yeah. Very good episode. I can't wait for next week's, or this week's episode, this this Sunday's episode. We only got two episodes left, y'all, and then we'll be done for our second series on The Black Review. I'm so sad. So if y'all have anything, any other shows that y'all want to recommend to me to that I should watch and that I should review on The Black Box, please let me know. Because I'm looking and nothing is catching my eye, and I don't want to leave y'all hanging because I love Black Review. I love, love doing Black Review with y'all. But that's it for Black Review, y'all. Don't forget to look out on my social medias. I am going to be posting um, early voting information for all my Texans. So if you live in Texas, if you are from Texas, whatever, if you're voting in Texas, I will be posting that information on my socials. If you don't know my socials, it's T-H-E-E underscore B-L-A-Q box. That is my Instagram and my Twitter. Those are the two social medias that I'm most active on, that I post the most updates on as far as, like, the black box and what's going on in the world. So please follow me on there. Like I said, I will be reviewing some spooky movies, spooky shows for a spooky season. So like I said, if you have anything you want to recommend to me, please inbox me, DM me. If you have my number, text me. I'm not going to give my number out on a social platform because people are crazy. But, yes, let me know. I will absolutely do that. This has been the Black Review on the Black Box. Have a good Friday slash weekend, kings and queens. I love y'all, and I'm going to see y'all on Monday. Bye.